Hi, I'm Aaron Glazer, Laps fan, sometimes for Wrestling Snob. And I'm Richard Cody, Wrestling Addict to the Max. And we're going to be all over AEW Dynamite on TNT's Week 5. We'd like to thank Scott Keith and Inside Pulse for hosting and urge you to subscribe and rate this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Cast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, despite saying that since the very first episode, it seems like you can actually do that. So pretty pleased to. New episodes will go up on Wednesday at about 11 p.m. as soon as we're done discussing, and I can edit it and get it up right away. Uh, so this will be to fuel your needs for an instant reaction or ready for your morning commute. Let's get to the show. All right. Uh, major angles is how we begin this. We're going to start with the Lucha Brothers against SCU because that was easily the most important angle of the night. Um, it was a good match. I think that running three big spot fest tags in one night, even if the others were three way and this is a two way tends to burn out a crowd. Um, I think the wrong team probably went over because the Lucha brothers were actively more over than SCU, but they told the story from when um, the Lucha brothers jumped Chris Daniels effectively to this point. Yeah. I mean, I see, I went in wanting the Lucha brothers to win. And I remember as the bell rang, I looked at the screen and I said, you know, who are the, you know, who needs redemption here? Right? Like who, who should win this? And, there was a, a quiet little voice that annoyed me and said, probably SCU. Uh, but I, I, I just wanted the Lucha Brothers to win, you know. And I was, uh, I would say that in some ways that's also just a testament to how over the Lucha Brothers are. That I just kind of ignored wrestling logic and wanted SCU to win this one. I mean, it makes more sense to have Lucha Brothers at some point like chase a little bit. Uh, so the crowd kind of gets into a fever pitch about it. Uh, so I... I, I see why, you know, SCU is a good tag team. They've been working well together. So it's, I wouldn't say it's a mistake. It's just, it's just not what I wanted to see. It's not the guy, it's not the team I was rooting for. And nothing against SCU. It's just, uh, Lucha Brothers is super over, man. What I thought they were doing with the earlier in the show, um, Rock and Roll Ex- Express were going to present the titles, which they didn't do because they got jumped by uh, LAX. But do they have a new team name? I don't believe so. Okay. We're going to go with LAX then, out of sheer laziness. Yeah, um, it's, it's, so, I got to look that up. It's, it's just be something else. less. Yeah. Um, they could be going by like the strong and the proud, but like that's way too many words. So I'm going to go with LAX. Um, so, uh, Something and could have immediately set up like what would have been an insanely hot of Lucha Brothers one angle with Lucha Brothers being like, hey, can we have our like goddamn titles now? And that would have just been a super hot like. And I thought that's what they were going for when they ran off the titles, but then with no explanation, the ref just had the titles. I did not appreciate that very much. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a missed opportunity. Uh, it seems, by the way, from what I'm finding, it's just uh, Santana and Ortiz. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they were building to something with that. Obviously, it's just uh, just kind of get the, the Young Bucks hot. I, I felt a little bit like there was a little bit too much of the Inner Circle running rampant on the, you know, running wild on the roster. I mean... Uh, I guess it's it make you know attacking Dustin makes sense, but then 
Then to have the Inner Circle come and attack the the Rock and Roll Express, I mean... And, and the Bucks. Yeah, like, it's not like necessarily the Rock and Roll Express are mentors to the Bucks in any way. You know? If if it yeah, were like, like if it were like the Rockers, they're like fourth generation Rock and Roll Express knockoffs. Yeah, that's the problem, right? Because like they copied off what, like the Rockers, basically. Like that's, I mean, the no. Hart, the Hardys, if anything, right? Well, like, yeah, it's the, the most immediate. Like oh yeah, for, that's right. like it would it would be the Hardys, and then before that, I guess the Rockers, and before that, the Rock and Roll Express. So like they're the fourth generation knockoff. Yeah, like, and you know what? I'm going to say this and totally mean it and you're not going to like it, but each generation has been worse. Whoa. That's... No. I mean, look, I, I, I really... I, I mean, we'll talk about that I guess uh, a little uh, further on, but uh, well, well, I'll, I'll keep my Young Books uh, stuff for later. Let's move on to the contract signing. Okay, so... They started the show with Jericho and his brother. Jericho and his brother. Nope. Uh, Cody and his brother Dustin getting off a plane and wandering uh, into Tony Schiavone, who rode to the airport in a limo with them. They had a quick segment in the limo about them talking about how important everything was and so on and so forth. I think they're doing a really good job of making it seem important. At that point, they do a quick promo. They signed the contract. There's no big beat down there. But it, back in the parking lot, Jake Hager beats the crap out of Dustin and slams his car in the door and dents the car with his head as Sammy cheers him on as the most annoying human being in the world consistently. Um, it was cool, but it very much felt like things we've seen before at this point. Um, a lot of this show, I think, and this nothing more than this angle was just in a holding pattern. Like I feel like they had one more week of TV before, uh, before the go home show next week, before their pay-per-view that they just needed to like maintain a holding pattern without anything really happening. And that was sort of that angle this week. It was like, all right, we established that this is a big deal. We established that Jericho is a big heel and he uses Hager's as muscle. All right. So we're going to do that again. So they did it again. Oh, but Hager punching uh, punching Dustin in the balls was a really nice touch. Oh yeah, no, that was uh, that that's pro wrestling being great, right? Like he just got disqualified for that. Like that's just absolutely amazing. Uh, I I really like the segment. I I know it's something that we've seen before. I mean, uh, fairly certain that's the same thing that happened to Dusty Rhodes, uh, the gas station parking lot. The uh, uh, four horsemen broke There was arm. a fight ball, but yes, that was fantastic. Yeah, there was a lot. This was a very NWA feel. So which, I, I really like that, man. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against it. They got to steal some NWA powers. Oh, man, the graphics are in that show are amazing, but I don't want to get off topic too much. I they're uh, nothing compared to the old Bill Watson Mid South graphics, which were literally just him writing on a piece of paper <laughs> or a board. Amazing. Okay. Um, I um, so I actually like that uh, a good amount. I uh, I love Jericho's jacket. Uh, I think uh, he's just he's just so absurd. Uh, every I just like I like everything that he's doing. The, the champion. Uh, 
the bubbly, uh, the the ridiculous. I I think there was a missed opportunity unless I didn't hear it. But uh, did they mention at all, or did Jericho say anything what about what he was smoking other than it being a cigar? No. Because Cody, Cody and uh, Cody and Frankie Kazarian created their own uh, their own cigar line called American Rebel. Oh. They've been selling for, I don't know, I'd say about a year and a half. Possibly two. I remember at Final Battle one year they were at a local cigar store in the, in Manhattan close to the uh, Hammerstein before the show. So, uh, I don't know. It just would have been a nice touch for that, you know, for the jerk Jericho to, to not only leave smoking a cigar, but be smoking uh, Cody's actual brand, you know. Like, and your cigar sucks, and like throw it at him or something like that. Uh, but that's just because I, as we talk about at the beginning of the show, often I I watch way too much of this crap. So, I mean, I you know, I'm picking up on this small stuff that, you know, I kind of just want to get that reward for watching everything. But, you know, it, it, does, it doesn't have to be there. Fair enough. Um, on to the next match. Yep. You had Kit right. Sabian um, and yeah. Hybrid. Yeah. Uh, Jack Evans and Angelico versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. What do you think about this so, one? Wait. At, for, before we get to the match, is Cody a member of the Elite? Yes. Okay, because well, like, well, this yes, he is. The this, elite is this being right after that big beatdown. Wait, this being right after that big beatdown made it look like Cody and his brother are getting beat up, and like literally, Dustin's arm is broken. And meanwhile, all his friends are like, "But we've got to put on our Halloween costumes." Well, like I mean, they—I think they said something last week. Did, there was something mentioned about that, and how they eventually like said they, like, it, it was kind of like that they were getting ready for their match. So, something I mean, weird, like I—I I just, um, yeah, it, it does. You know, it's very much. They're the elite, but now that, see, part of the problem was always right that Omega wasn't in ROH, so the elite really started always as Omega and the and the the Young Bucks, and then yeah, yeah. you know uh, the Bullet Club at large. So I really, in my mind, Cody's part of the Bullet Club. He's not part of the elite. Okay. Well. They definitely don't own the Bullet Club. Yeah. So now they. So now, like, they're all the elite, you know. But like to me, it's they. They were literally called the elite of the Bullet Club. Like that was why they yeah, were yeah. the elite. That, that, that I actually know. Yeah. Because those matches were good enough that I had to stop and watch them. Yeah. So uh, yeah, kind of a uh, kind of weird that his friends wouldn't come uh, rescue him, but uh, they're really into cosplay, and I I get that. I'm not sure if I'd help out a friend if I had to dress up in cosplay first. I mean, it's Halloween Eve, so tomorrow I'm going to make sure someone jumps me, and we'll see if you come help me. Oh, well, I mean, if I'm getting changed, I'd have to get changed, finish getting changed first. I mean, it's not like the Bucks costume was hard, right? They wore different color pants and vests. They were kind of weird. How disappointing is it, like, honestly, for me, that Kenny Omega 
couldn't have just dressed dressed up as one of the guys from more uh, from a uh, Street Fighter. Like, what's his problem? I mean, I I think yeah, well, because he already kind of does that, like he does Hadouken. You know what I mean? Like it's it's almost too on the nose. But hey, what was the Omega video at the start? All right, so as far as I can tell, it's kind of akin to uh, what's this Undertale, which is like I oh, think a technique. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's kind of uh, prevalent in Japan, uh, Japanese uh, anime. So I think it was like his Undertale. Is his you know, his Titantron or whatever video, which is kind of crazy. It's a little like I hope that doesn't happen every time because that's awful. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was cool, and I was very curious, and then it was just, again, that was an intro video for Kenny, and I was like, dude, if you're going to stop and do that, you should do something with it. Right? Like, that could have been really cool if that was, like, Moxley hijacking his shit or something, or, like, his reaction to Moxley in a more explicit way. Like, something. I don't know. It was... It, I, it was one of two really confusing things in the show that I thought would have really benefited from something more clear. Fair enough. Uh, so what did you think of the match here? I thought it was really fun. That was one of the more fun matches of the night. Um, sticking Jack Evans and Angelico in a giant spot fest is really good. Uh, I've never seen Kip Sabian that I recall, and I thought he was a super effective heel. He's basically everything they want Sammy Guevara to be. So I'm not entirely sure why he doesn't have that spot. But um and Omega and the Bucks. The Bucks do what they always did, right? But Omega just getting to shine in a pure spot fest is very different from where he's been positioned before. And it's a reminder that he uh once rustled an inflatable doll to like a three star match. Like that he's really, really fun when he wants to be. Not just a really good storyteller. I this was fun. I mean, it was just fun. Yeah. It it was fun. I mean, it wasn't. Um, it didn't blow my mind, uh, but you know, I had some. I I enjoyed it. There were some uh, couple moments where I was uh, was getting hyped up, so I, I enjoyed that. Um, then uh, I I think some of the uh, the other match stuff was. Uh, I mean, you have it written here, but uh, I was gonna bring it up also. Uh, Jr. called it a V trigger. Yeah, they someone was finally like V trigger, dude. Like, the move is clearly over with him, right? So, like, they were like, just call it his name. And, like, he did. So, props to him. Go, JR. You're not too old to say the words V-Trigger. Um, yeah, it was fun, right? Like, also, Jack Evans... I watched Jack Evans in very early ROH Generation Next. And, like, I would not recognize him as the same dude. He looks like a totally different person. Still the exact same wrestler, seemingly, right? Still super fun, ridiculously flippy and flexible. But I was genuinely surprised. Like, like they were like, and Jack Evans. Like, wait, that's Jack Evans now? I, uh, I oddly only know him from uh, Lucha Underground. So, uh, <laughs> that's my background. Uh, he was the junior member. Well, I guess before Matt Seidel was the junior member of... Uh, the Austin Aries Alex Shelley group. Uh, what happened to Alex Shelley? Uh, he's a free agent now. I would love to see Alex Shelley. I've always enjoyed this Alex Shelley. Yeah, he had a brief. Uh, he had a title shot. 
uh, in Ring of Honor, and he had a, I think I, did he already have the match? Or is it coming up? With Jonathan Gresham. Uh, yeah, you uh, would be the expert yeah. on ROH. Shelly versus Gresham, I, I believe, is actually coming up. Um, they were, they just canceled two shows in November, but I don't think it was scheduled for that weekend. I'll have to get back to you on that. I mean, okay. Fair, fair enough. But, uh, no, yeah. Oh, also, the, the, if the, they want to make a bajillion dollars, they really push the B Elite thing, like, on every piece of merchandise. Right? Oh, yeah. Get the crowd chanting that instead of AEW. If, no, like, it's, like, don't chant AEW. Just chant B Elite. But they want it to be AEW. I know, but I think that's a mistake. Well, like I think B Elite makes the crowd feel part of like the in crowd in a way that would really sell. I could but, be wrong, but it's but too close to when the get. crowd chants the Elite for the Bucks and Omega. Yeah, they should just chant for everyone. It should just be like the promotions. Well, I mean. Are you right? But also, it's not gonna work. It's 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 not gonna happen. But I would be so happy if Omega turned on the Bucks, just crushed them. I would. That would literally make me furious. I mean, I think the only thing that would make me more furious is if the Bucks broke up. I mean, the Bucks should not break up because they should break up, right? But like, if Omega. It was just like, um, I'm going to beat the crap out of them. I would mark out. I would hate him. It would be amazing. It would be perfect. You're I mean, they won't. They won't. Merc sales, right? Thank like, God. That's where all their Merc sales come from. But, uh, yeah, that's where I would go. All right. Um, the show opened with Sammy Guevara and Adam Page. And comparing Sammy to Eddie Guerrero is a thing I guess you can do. It's not a thing I would do, but it's a thing I guess you can do. Um, because his name <laughs> starts with a G-U? Yeah, that's about like what G-U-E? they have in common. G-U-E? That's it? Like, that, because that's... I, I don't... I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know there were times where Eddie played, like, the kind of slimy heel, but it was, like, the slimy heel yeah, but, who was super but, talented. But was, yeah, but he was good at it. Yeah. Like, this this isn't, like, we're not comparing him to, like, like, compare, like we compared him to Sean Waltman last week. That's fine. Sean Waltman is not Eddie Guerrero. Like, can we chill with com- comparing the 20-year-old, like, guy who's figuring it out to one of the 20 greatest wrestlers ever. Yeah, yeah, no, that's... It's too much too soon. Yeah, it's just like, like, chill out. But who did it? That was JR, right? It was definitely JR, because uh, Tony wasn't even uh, back from his Cody ride yet. Well, cause, so that's, that's the problem, right? Like, well, you know who he looks like? Like, that's yeah. just what he does, yeah. right? I mean... Yeah. Yeah. It's like when he has nothing to grab for. This guy looks like yeah. you know he's a young Eddie Guerrero. I mean, Jr. just started the show off by annoying me too, because as he's um, as he's talking, he's like, "And Adam Page is twenty eight years old. Man, this is a main event in ten years." And it's like, man, if there's one thing I'm pretty sure I don't want to see, it's thirty year old Adam Page headlining the company. I'm thirty eight. 
I don't want that. I know how my body feels. Trust me, he should not be headlining. I mean, I was literally soaking in a tub before we did this episode because my back hurts. <laughs> so uh, we know how I feel about that situation. But well, uh, I, the if, other, if you're if if he has an all time great ten years, right? Like then fine, I'll reassess. My other problem with his commentary for the night before we hop into the uh, the uh, the match, I, it was just his his awkward effusive praise of the referee Aubrey. He did it event. again. I was. He was like, I "What was an honor!" Like, Have you noticed that Aubrey uh, was referee for Jericho? Uh, you know, winning the championship, and now she's the referee here for the. For the tag team title match and the crowning of the first champions in that division, and uh, you know she's just been doing a great job, right? You know, and I'm just I, like, I I literally totally missed that, um, but I also I noticed she was ref, but I didn't notice her in the match at all. She was a perfectly acceptable ref, right? It, it's like, so. When you know... Don't you think it's so much worse that he now, like I, I know my wife noticed it a couple weeks ago. I mean, at this point, like it's. The heavy hand in this. Did you know that Jim Ross is very, very old? <laughs> <laughs> and that women doing things is confusing and new to him. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, right, just just this morning, she brought me a cup of coffee, and she mixed two sugars in perfectly. Like, I, 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 I almost want him to yeah. break at some point and for that to happen, right? Because it, it mean, sounds so fake and disingenuous. Yes. And, but it doesn't feel like anybody's telling him to do it. Like, he's just like, there's a woman referee. I should say something about that. Well, no, like, think about his experience in the business, right? Like, Mid-South, no women. WCW, like, an occasional valet, but no women's wrestling while he's there. Jo- goes to WWF, then E, during the most exploitative female era they've ever had. Where it's just like, hmm, let's just have people be mostly naked. Like so, you think his, his first thought was, "Is that a rat in the ring?" Is, I mean, <laughs> he's just like, like I love Jr. I respect everything. He, like, if you were in Mid South, I automatically like you. I'm very simple that way, but I, I'm ready for him to do something else, right? Like, he just needs to. I'm I'm kind of over him. I'm really sorry to say that. Like, actually breaks my heart a little bit. But I'd be much happier with a Shivani and Excalibur. Uh, I require that from now on because of the pronunciation during the contract signing. We call him Skiavone. Skiavone. Um, I, I, the gimmick that Jericho gets people's names wrong, even after he's known them for like 10 years, is... Uh, I love it. I, I, Fantastic. I, I, yeah, I mean, I just... Uh, I think it's hilarious. I, uh, yeah. So uh, let's just move on. Uh, the the um, match is I fine. The, the match is fine. Um, Hangman is too strong and fast. Sammy requires Hangman to make some mistakes to come back. Um, but they don't ever really have a big heat segment. Like Sammy just gets to be in control for like a minute and a half before Paige makes his big comeback. And because they refuse to like actually have a heat segment in so many of their matches, the comeback doesn't get the crowd response that they want. Like, you have to actually beat on a guy and build sympathy or the comeback doesn't work. So the comeback sort of falls flat until they literally just start killing each other. And at that point, it starts to get over again. And then um, 
they spot, 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 spot. The crowd goes, gets happy because it's an opener of a show and that's exciting. And then Buckshot goes home. It was Buckshot on Dead Eye, right? It was the clothesline? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's like they're keeping the uh, the other move in his arsenal, which I also think is interesting because uh, I'm not sure if they're just trying to establish that both could be the uh, both could be winners or that he didn't need to pull out the dead eye against Guevara. My actual guess is that he's uh, he, I almost said Swagger Hager's next major opponent, and there's almost no way he's getting Hager in the dead eye. Uh, so they have to establish an alternate finish. Oh, uh, man, he's gotten some big dudes in, the, in that dead eye. I'll tell you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's been... Uh, he got uh, Shane Taylor up in that thing. Uh, okay. He's... Uh, yeah, no, he's... I think... Uh, I'm not sure about Keith Lee, but uh, I, he's got some big dudes up there. Keith Lee is so good. Neither here nor there, but, yeah. Very true. Uh so the next we had the uh, Omega Mox segment. Uh, this is uh, talk about the match being unsanctioned. Uh, what did you think about this? Moxley got mad. It means that he's going to have to try and kill him because he wants his wins and losses to count. And Omega's he's arguing that Omega's being protective. It's a really cool little angle that really worked in building the intensity. Except for me, that likely means the match is going to be too garbagey for me to really enjoy. Like, Mox trying to kill someone is not what I want to see in a Mox Omega match, right? Like, if you relax rules and let them actually wrestle, I would be thrilled. This, If you've listened to previous episodes and you haven't, go check them out. Um, this is this, what I've been most into so far. Like, this feud, I was really, really psyched for. But, like, they keep jumping the gun. They keep jumping the regular match where, like, if they have a really great regular match and then they go to weapons... Like, I'm all for it, but they keep jumping that regular match. And, like, a garbage match at this point isn't really what I want. Like, just do a freaking quick ref bump and have a couple minutes of weapons. I don't want a full weapons match. Yeah, no, I actually think that's going to be... Uh, it's going to be completely... I think it's... Look, to be honest with you, one of the uh, bigger companies right now, that are independent-wise... That's making a lot of noise. Is G, uh, GCW, and they're uh, they do a lot Virtual of def- championship wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I wish game changer wrestling. Joey Janela was wrestling there. Uh, they're very deathmatchy, and they've got a pretty cult following. And I there's a cross section of GCW fans that are watching AEW, and if they're promised their style of match with John Moxley. At the pay per view, they're gonna get more buys, and because it's because they don't do anything like that on TV, it makes it more special. So they're gonna do it. Cool. Look, I was at one. I went to one CZW show ever. I think we sat front row. I could be wrong. And um, I was, I watched the whole show during the death match. I went to look at DVDs. It's just not my style of thing. So. We'll see. Maybe they won't go that far. I'll be totally wrong. I'll be totally into it. But it made me less excited for the match I was most excited about. Now I'm more excited for the main event. Yeah, I think I am too. I also want to see what uh, Dustin's recovery time is on his arm. Um, I mean, I would assume they leave him out for the next two weeks or at least stick a cast on him, right? 
dust and clobbering people with uh, cast would make me very happy. Yeah, I think like he's got to be wearing the cast. There's going to be a rough bump where he runs in and hits Cody with the cast, no? Cody with the cast? Or or Hager. Not Cody. Uh, I'm sorry. That would be amazing, though, too. But he hits Jericho yeah, yeah. or Hager with it. He, he is. Oh, wow. Just turned around and accidentally smacked my cat. Um, sorry, bud. I uh, really don't ever want to see Dustin turn on Cody. They're not topping their last match. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Look. It's going to be a very main event style NWA run any match. I'm assuming Jericho wins on uh, some kind of interference and that there's a path of redemption type thing for Cody where they have to wrestle in a cage or something. And they're building this perfectly for that, so hopefully that's where they're going. I really, really, really wish there was more um, like old NWA style booking outside of the Cody angle for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Cody angle is so old, and everything else is like, and then we did flips. Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, it's a diff. That's not what they're really going for. You know, that's what he wants, but I don't think that's what uh, the, the rest of the gang is is there for. So, good wrestling is a variety show. Good wrestling does not give us one thing, and right now they're giving us three and a half things, right? Like, they're giving us a lot of spot fucks. The Cody NWA thing, the NWA style match, which, honestly, the women seem to be working besides Cody, which is interesting and weird, but cool. And they're teasing both ultraviolence and sheer comedy. Because, yo, the best friends. Yeah, no, the best friends are awesome. I mean... The only thing about that match is, like, if we just want to jump there real quick, I really love them, but I don't know if I love them being dressed up in costume and then making fairly short work of the, uh, you know, like, I know they're supposed to be kind of enhancement talent, but I don't know. No. So what you do is you mention Rick and Morty in class tomorrow. And you watch the kids have a meltdown. Kids mark out for Rick and Morty. Like, mark out for Rick and Morty. So if Rick and Morty are like, hey, we want to promote with you, we think you're hot, and we want to, like, loan you our brand, you just say, yes, please, thank you. You can have the best friends. They're semi-comedic anyway. Let's do this. All right. It's not for you. It's like, Hey, I've never heard of AEW, but like I sort of like wrestling, but I'm obsessed with Rick and Morty. Now this is something I'll check out. Alright, okay. I can see that. I just... Uh, uh, I just feel... It just makes the other guys look like... Like, if the other guys were dressed up, I'd almost be like okay with it. Like, it was a special, like, costume match, you know? But like having them, only them dressed up. The other guys are trying to take it seriously, and then they lose to uh, guys who are, you know, not only do they hug, not only does Orange Cassidy kick, and it doesn't really hurt, but he thinks it does. But then on top of it all, they're no. Wearing... That's not the gimmick. It's not that he doesn't. He thinks it works. It's that he's so cool and so lazy and doesn't give a shit, and he doesn't really have to try, and he can still kick their ass. All right, yeah. Okay. 
Like, don't you mo- don't you besmirch Orange Cassidy? <laughs> no, I I listen. As I'm watching it, here's what I'm. There's like a curmudgeon part of me that's like, they shouldn't do that. That's not good for you know getting the other guys over. You're putting them, you know. Look, but look, I'm also laughing right. and enjoying it. So it's like well, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's I enjoy it, but there's parts of me that's like I don't like that booking at the same time. It's weird. Um, I don't know. Orange Cassidy can do no wrong if you put him in a segment as long as he's not getting beat up. It's over for me. I'm just uh, thinking about long-term viability. Uh, like, like he's going to wrestle I mean, at some eventually, point, right? Eventually, sure, he takes his hands out of his pocket and cripples Jericho. New champion, Orange Cassidy. That's not where they're going. But, um, no, I don't think he's actually going to wrestle. I think they can basically do this for the next, like, year with Orange <laughs> Cassidy. Is there a reason to not, like, you show, you have them, you have the best friends with Orange Cassidy once every three weeks. You mostly have him as, like, a semi-manager. He does his, like, two or three, like, really super over spots, and everyone is constantly dying for more. And if they eventually demand more enough, you give them to him, and if it stops getting over, then you just move him to regular role. But, like, as long as this is over, why not keep doing it? Fair enough. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, like, I have really good. I guess I have really good news here that has nothing to do with this podcast. Is it about our truth? It is about two people who will be dressed as you and I tomorrow. That is fantastic news. It is fantastic news. I was just messaged. I'm very happy. Supplies, uh, supplies are uh, available if needed. Uh, I've only got uh, L, not G. So got it. Um. Alright, so, so uh, let's move on from my favorite to my least favorite, the other really confusing thing. What was that Brandy Rhodes video? Because that was weird, and like, it didn't get anything over, and just confused me. I mean, I think that's what it was meant to do. Like, it's meant to shock the system. Uh, like, in a way, like, just, like, she's kind of a woman possessed. She's got Kong's her Kong's been like her muscle kind of. Uh before she wrestled was it Britt Baker? I think. I think she wrestled Britt Baker. Uh not on the you know, the T V episodes, but uh, on one of the shows. And during the build up, uh, she was supposed to come off as a pol- as kind of sympathetic. And then she wrestled heel and Kong came out and was like her like muscle. So I mean, they've had that association before, so I can see where that's going. I mean, I don't know why she just, like, snapped. I don't, you know, but I guess... Why was she randomly a witch? Uh, you know, because... Wrestling? (laughs) I I think we're going to find out in the coming weeks. I think it's a little silly, but, uh, you know, I, uh... I'll give it a chance to play out, right? Like, you know, the, the Bray Wyatt... Uh, vignettes were kind of weird and, and kooky when they first started in the, fi- the, the firehouse whatever segments and, and it built to something that seemed to be interesting so I, I, it's the first time I saw it I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a couple more weeks before I uh, I have a problem with it I actually 
would like if they would just run those vignettes for like 17 weeks and just get it, get this to like a crazy fever pitch. Almost like a Jericho showing up uh, on Raw yeah. in his first debut. I mean, they have to, I don't think they can do that with Brandy. They have to do that with someone new. True. Or like a Taz is coming. Like, and, all, and also, I'm just like, Brandy's been on TV most weeks playing, I mean, playing her real life role. I'm not going to also be like, but wait, in the women's division, she's a totally different character and just run with that. Like, uh, pick one. Well, then, then I hope that her next media appearance, she's just batshit crazy. <laughs> like that's that the only amazing. thing that fixes it. She walks up and bites one of the like media guys' faces and like ah, and, and like away. for real, like before Bye. they're on camera or anything, like just like does it, like just so reports come out that she's like legitimately crazy. She's crying in, in the in the green room and stuff. Oh man, I'm with it. If they do that, I, I take back all complaints. God, I could just picture like her, and, like two other random trainees. Like quoting Macbeth around a cauldron in the green room of like Georgia News Channel Five. She would probably quote something good instead of Macbeth. Flark, that's just not needed. All right, so uh, I think <laughs> yeah, we got all all over. Uh, yeah. Well, we didn't talk about uh Shayna versus Sheeta ver- uh, at all. Oh, I forgot all about that match. Thank you. Um, that kind of gives you the idea of what I thought of it. I thought it was a perfectly fine match. It was perfectly simple wrestling. Um, if either one of them were introduced to the crowd in any way, like those little vignettes would have helped something, this would have gone over better. Having two unknowns wrestle in a seemingly meaningless match was a choice. Like, why not give them these Instead of that weird brandy thing, why not give a little vignette introducing each character or something to get the crowd invested? Or, like, introduce them in a match against someone known and then have them, like, something, Just right? the, the picture-in-picture picture freaking promo. Yeah. They're walking to the ring. Yes. You know, like, hi, I'm doing this for, you know, like, I'm here to show everyone what I'm all about. Like, just, I don't know why any of them would have that voice, but, like, that, it would be that simple. Like, I don't, it, it doesn't, it boggles my mind because that picture-in-picture picture is... The best thing when you're on a tape schedule. Literally. Every, no, everyone loves it too. Like, read around. Like, it's everyone's favorite thing. Picture in pictures. are like, ooh, 80s wrestling. And it's like happiness and joy. And they're like, mm, we'll use it once every three weeks. Come on, guys. It doesn't um, make any sense to me. The match itself was just fine, right? Like, yeah. It was nothing. It was good. Um, I, like I said, I, I didn't really. I thought they were both solid. I'm, I wouldn't mind seeing them again. I just uh, didn't know who either of them were. Yeah. Shayna's yeah. apparently, uh, you know, had some history here in Shimmer in the United States. And I like uh, from what I could Sh- see, Shimmer still exists. Yeah. Is Dave Prezak still around? Yes, he is. Oh man, I like Dave Prezak. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, so she's apparently like from what I saw, what I saw on social media before we got in the show. Uh, a lot of people were were uh, sp- speaking about how happy they were that she got this opportunity. So, uh, so uh, hopefully she'll be back. And um, you know, as long as they build a little bit of character, 
Anything. My, uh, my first note for the match was this is going to be a Hikaru Shida showcase, and she was going to crush Shayna. And then I was very impressed with Shayna's performance and that they gave it time. So it, I just think they did it. I think the company did did them a service in giving them the time, but did them a disservice in not setting the match up in any way. I totally agree. Right. I actually felt much. The, I felt much the same way, despite the fact that they were introduced about the opener. Like Sammy wrestling Hangman is a fine match, but like, why? Like, give us a reason. It's not hard to give us a reason, right? Like, okay, the uh, the inner circle and Hangman's an extended member of the elite, and like Hangman was involved in a beatdown at one point, so he's going to get this match or have a MJF have match and not Hangman and then like that makes you know what I mean yeah I wonder if they're trying to save combinations uh, but that makes sense I I mean I think they had to be honest with you I think they had a good amount of matches on the night also that did have a good reason right and sometimes there are if wrestling's a sport yeah. there are matches that are just for competition right but like then set that up like don't just let us assume that. Be like, this is a competition match. This is someone trying to move up the ranks and get a win because blah. Okay, fair. Yeah. Yeah? I see that. It's just that kind of thing really goes a long way rather than, okay, these guys are fighting now. Because that's how you end up with Dolph Ziggler against, uh, who does Ziggler fight every week? Oh, I... I don't even know anymore. Uh, Alberto, Dolph Ziggler, I mean, back in the day, Dolph Ziggler versus Alberto Del Rio 800 times in like six oh, months, God. right? Yeah. Where you're just like, I can't watch these two guys randomly wrestle each other again. Because if you do random combinations, you just run out of combinations. Yeah, but my favorite thing about Alberto Del Rio was the slight difference between him being a heel and a face was that he would translate his Spanish when he was a face. Uh, you know what my favorite thing about Alberto Del Rio is? His scarf? That he's, that he's gone, because I hate that piece of shit. What a terrible human being. Do Let's you, do all over final thoughts. Do you just have a problem with Hispanic men who wear scarves to work? Uh, <laughs> if only, only insofar as they might be bad at their jobs. It's bird. In the meantime, all over... Overall, final thoughts. What did you think of this week? Uh, let me think. It's weird. I, I, I think actually it's going to get my lowest grade. I think I'm... Um, they actually might go B-. minus. Wow, that's... God, I wish I was your student. Um, okay. I think the show was a D. <laughs> I think nothing <laughs> in the show... I think nothing in this show needed to happen. That was a it 106. Was filler. That was a 106 you just gave it, huh? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. I mean, nothing... Like, it wasn't bad, right? Like, an F is like something that actively insults my intelligence. But it was barely passing. Nothing needed to happen. Nothing was enhanced. There's nothing I want to see more because I watched this week. And there's nothing that was introduced that makes me want to watch next week. I like the uh, the car segment to me, and Jericho being so friendly, and then turning, and then he has this master plan. Yeah, it was the same same concept as last week to me. 
I mean, yeah, but I think it's, uh, you didn't think he was getting booed a lot more today? Um, maybe, but this crowd seemed more inclined to boo heels and cheer faces anyway. Okay, that's a fair point. I yeah, mean, I, just, I see what you're saying. The, the show has the show has to get me to want to watch next week, right? Because you don't want weeks to feel like filler. Because then I can just do what everyone did for NXT forever and just watch the takeover, watch the pay per view, because that's where everything important will happen. So you need something to either build anticipation on the week to week show, a good enough match that I feel like I can't miss it, or to introduce a new segment, a new feud, a new something that makes me go, "Ooh, I need to see that." because that will build to something later. And I don't feel like any of those three things happened. There were no great matches. There was nothing that made me really need feel like I need to turn in next week, and there was nothing new. So what was I watching? Just a solid show? But like, even then, like, there's literally, like, NXT is always at least solid. Um, NWA Power has a show that's always at least solid. MLW has a show that's at least solid. Orange has a show that's at least solid. Like, you need to give me one of those reasons to keep watching. And I feel like this week, for the first time, they didn't do that. I mean, essentially took the uh, the murder of a journalist by government for me to stop watching another program weekly. So, uh, <laughs> you know, like, this one being, like, slightly filler... I mean, I've watched three hours of filler for seven years. Uh, <laughs> this what this didn't feel. Uh, I'm, I'm used to taking some medicine, so I guess this. Uh, you know, although it wasn't my favorite episode, uh, I didn't think uh, I didn't think it scored so low. But then again, as you said, being a student in my class, uh, it's fortuitous for a great point average. So, at the end of the day, right, like there are worse sins than having an extra week before the pay-per-view. I'm assuming next week's going to be really big because next week is their hard sell, right? Like, next week is their yeah. hard sell for the pay-per-view. It's their go-home show. It's If you watch this show, we want your money next week. And, spoiler, we're going to watch the pay-per-view, right? Like, we're invested in this. But... Next week is their hard sell, and last week was their, like, build to that hard sell, and then they were just like, oh, shit. There's the week of the freaking thirtieth, and like they're like, and we're going up against Game Seven of the World Series and like a hundred basketball games. Screw this noise. Let's just put out a show. That's a fair point. Like I get it, but it didn't make me feel happy watching. So what did you think I was keep the... checking the World Series score? By the way, as we're doing this, rooting heavily for the Nationals. Uh, let's go Strohs. Go Strohs. Uh, what did you uh, think the uh, overall... Do I about to be a sad person? Why is this? Um, the overall most over person was Orange Cassidy. I don't his, think... His dropkick kip-up, which the cameraman missed, sent the crowd to the moon, and then the dive of the crowd was just dying. With a million Rick and Morty masks, they were super into it. Yeah, I have to agree. I'm not just trying to piggyback. I, there's really nothing I can point to that was bigger. Ken, uh, Kenny had moments that were close. Yeah. Like it, it came down. But I think it's different with Orange Cassidy. It's yeah. like cult-like. It's Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. 
It's it's we really really want this guy, which is why they can never ever have him play heel again. And I was happy they ditched that after one week. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. So, what do you think I, was uh, the uh, the elite the best moment of the night? The elite moment of the night for me, uh, Ray Phoenix keeps going up in my estimation. There was that moment where he was doing the rope walk and they tried to sweep him off and he did a little bounce off the middle rope and then did a really full move. And I just thought it was one of the coolest spots ever. Um, AW on TNT has it on their uh, on their Instagram if you want to check it out and you missed the show. But like, check it out. It was a super cool spot. And Ray Phoenix is doing like six like goddamn spots every week. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, it's just. I'm really happy that it's actually like happening more often because uh, this is stuff that I've gotten to see him, you know, do. And uh, you know, he's always trying to do something new. But so this would be like a triple springboard. Uh, what? What is that? Uh, not an armbar. Uh, wow. You know what's sad? You watch like ten hours of lucha a week, and you still don't know what it's called. First of all. Do you know what they call it in Lucha? You know what they would call it? Is it just like, oh my god, oh my god, what a move? Yes. What I learned about watching Lucha is half the time, crazy stuff like that, they'll just be like, what talent? <laughs> like, as it's happening, okay? Uh, so, I mean, it's like a... It's basically a triple springboard arm drag where he actually does like a full rotation on the last springboard. So it's it's pretty sick, yeah. I mean, even like it's not normalized by lucha standards. Like only a certain number of guys can do that. Uh, what's his name? Grand Matalik and uh, WWE being one of them. Uh, but we'll unfortunately never really see that again. Yeah, um, if he's my like no name WWE guy that I most want to see in AEW, like by far. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're going to get any disagreement from me. I, I don't think there's anything that would, uh, but I, yeah, no, that, that, that would be, I'd be the most, that would be the most over with me. You, you get him and then you get just like some other random lucha dude and you're like, the lucha betters. And you do it. Oh, man. I, it itself. I'd love them to have an, uh, I'd love them uh, to have a kind of a contingent of Lucha stars. I hope that's something that happens. So what would you actually prefer to happen as far as eventually um, if we get a third title, would you rather a Lucha-based trios title or a mid-card singles title? It really... A Lucha... The Lucha title sounds like a good idea, but would they have enough teams to make it more than, like, three teams really being in the hunt at any time? I mean, you'd have to get just higher Lucha Dirt. You'd have to WCW it up. Oh, man. If somehow El Dandy was there. I mean, the chairman still exists. <sighs> if they were to do... If they... Listen, I... If if they just started having a giant lucha contingent, I just uh, you'd could... what do a pod... you'd what do a podcast and watch all of their content? Yeah, probably just on the lucha stuff. I'd, I'd break away and be like, "Sorry, I can't cover the other stuff. I have to only focus on lucha." Shit. Sure. Uh, 
What was what was that your uh, moment of the night or your spot of the night? Did you have something else? No, yeah, I had the same one. I uh, I marked out when I saw that because I was like, yes, do it, Ray. Like I mean, he just, you know, what's crazy is Brody Lee and uh, Ring of Honor can do that too. That's very cool. He's six seven. <laughs> I mean, he's just a, a large giant lucha man. But uh, yeah, no, Phoenix is uh, that guy's spectacular. What was your match of the night? I mean, it's weird because I think I'm going to go on and say that for me it was the best friends match. And just because I really had fun just watching say you it. it, it grumpied you up? It grumpied me up, but at the same time, like I find myself smiling. Like I, it, 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 it must be what Jim Cornette's like when he's at home. Like he's just yelling about it, but he's actually smiling as he's watching it. Because, I mean, that uh, that dive through the ropes is sick. Oh, but then I really like the Young Bucks outfits. All right, on the strength yeah, of the Street Fighter. Why is the outfits your best moment of the night? Because I'm tired and grumpy, and honestly, it was what was getting my what things got my attention the most this week. And the, it was the cosplay. So right. I'm going to go with I, the Young I That's my favorite match, but not because of the cosplay. Because Kenny Omega looked like he was just having the time of his life. Looked like he couldn't be bothered and, to get uh, a goddamn outfit. And Jack Evans was Jack Evans. And I really like that dude. So I thought that was the match that got the most stuff over and was the most fun. And there was no great matches. Um, were I in charge of the company, I would try and be, I would really try and have like a classic match within the next two or three shows on, uh, on the live TV show to make it feel like it's must watch and you can't miss it. So that ends with a small package. I'd be really happy. You mean like the tag title match did literally, (laughs) uh, but no apron bumps. No apron bumps. There were less dives this week. That was nice. Yeah, maybe they're trying to be. I safe. mean, they cl- they clearly listened to us. They did something else that we were talking about before the show that was just like yes. Oh, oh J- they Jeremy, talked about yeah. the. They talked. Yeah, they talked about uh, the pin technique. Yeah. Then they continued to talk about it for the pin that actually worked. It was amazing. And I'm telling you guys, everyone needs to listen to us because AEW is. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Well. uh... With that out of the way, just uh, you know, make sure you guys, if you haven't already, go over to iTunes, uh, Stitcher, whatever, wherever you guys are listening to us. Leave us a, f- a five-star review. If you don't, uh, make sure you tell us why. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Rich uh, Lobenzo, L-O-B-E-Z-N-O. And uh, you can follow uh, the podcast over at all over AEW on Twitter as well. In the meantime, be elite. Goodbye and good night. <laughs>